when I came to the end of the revelation and began to present the messages on the holy city, our heavenly home. I never had such difficulty in all of my life. Heaven is in another category. It's in another definition. It's in another world and another life from anything that we know or experience. Just a little typical of it is, it says that this beautiful city descending from heaven out of God will have the glory of the Lord. And her light is like a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Both of those are Greek words. Crystal is an English word spelled out from the Greek. And the Greek is crystal-like. And then it is called in Greek an iasper stone. Iasper. And I in Greek, when you spell it out in English, will be a jasper. Jasper stone. Nobody knows what a iasper stone is. Nobody. So you just... They just spelled it out, the Greek word, not knowing what kind of a stone the holy city resembled. So I would translate it a diamond. The whole city looks like a glorious, beautifully cut, sparkling diamond. A jasper stone, a diamond. So the angel says to the Apostle John, Come, and I'll show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he showed him the great city, holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. So the city is named for the bride of our Lord. And that means, too, the bride of our Lord is his church. And then the friends of the bride are there. John the Baptist, all of the old prophets, and the saints of the old covenant. They're all there together in that beautiful city. And first he describes the outside of that new Jerusalem, our eternal home. First he says it has twelve gates which represent the twelve tribes of Israel. Our Lord said, Salvation is of the Jews, and we owe them a debt we could never, ever repay. Anti-Semitism to me is like being anti-God. I don't understand it. Those twelve gates represent the twelve tribes of Israel. Then the city has twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles. The foundation of our gospel message and of the hope of our souls is found in the message delivered to us after the resurrection of our Lord by those chosen apostles of our Savior. Then he sees the angel measure the length and height and depth of the city. And the city measured 12,000 furlongs. The Greek is stadia, 
when you turn the stadia, the furlongs in the English, it's 1,500 miles. The city is 1,500 miles this way and 1,500 that way, and 1,500 that way. It is an enormous city. It would cover England and Scotland and Ireland and France and Germany and Austria and Italy and Spain and European Turkey and one half of all Russia. And when you think of the city in stories, even if the stories were one mile apart, and even if the streets were one mile apart, there are eight million miles of streets in that city. If you took all of the souls that were born from Adam to this present moment, we would occupy one corner of that vast metropolis. It is a tremendous city, this heavenly city of God, our eternal home. And God must like color. The foundations of the city and the walls of the city have twelve glorious iridescent colors. When you go outside and look up in the heavens, they are blue. God must like color. When you look at an autumnal sunset, looks like fire. When you look at those gorgeous, gorgeous sunrises, they are beautiful. God must like color. And there in that beautiful city are twelve glorious foundations. Then we are not going to stay on the outside of the city. We're going inside. And when we go inside of the city, it is even more marvelous. It has twelve gates, and each one of the gates is a solid pearl. We enter the new Jerusalem, our eternal home, through suffering and sacrifice. A pearl is the only jewel that is formed by hurt, by wound. And those gates of the new Jerusalem, our eternal home, are solid pearl. We enter into the city through sacrifice and through suffering. And the street of the city was pure gold. I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. What a marvelous place for us. God visible, God on his throne, and we there looking upon his face and do live. And the light of the city 
comes from the face of Jesus our Lord. What a beautiful apparition. What a beautiful vision. What a beautiful glory there to stand on one of the golden streets of that holy city of God and look upon the Lord himself. The only God you will ever see is the Lord Jesus. You will never see three gods. The only God you will ever see is the Lord Jesus. The only God you will ever feel is the Holy Spirit in your heart. And the only God there is, is the Lord God. And that's what we're going to see in heaven. We're going to praise the name of our wonderful Savior, saying to him, bow in his presence. Just thank him forever and ever for dying for our sins and raising us for his justification. That's going to be heaven, praising our Lord Jesus in the day, in the night, and forever and ever. Then it describes the city itself. Right through the middle of it, down through that beautiful golden city of God, is a pure river of the water of life, clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the midst of the street of it and on this side, there is a great forest of the trees of life. And the leaves were for the healing of the nations. All of the fruit of those trees are for us to partake, to share, and every bite we eat and every substance that we inherit is a part of the extension of our unending days. The tree of life was in the Garden of Eden, and lest they take of it and live forever, God transplanted it to glory, and there it multiplied on the banks of the river of life. And God's people share it, eat of it, and live forever. And there shall be no more curse. That is gone and forever. No more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither any more pain, for all these things are passed away. We'll never get old. We'll never be sick. We'll never be separated. We'll never die. We'll be there in the presence of our Lord forever and forever and forever. Oh God, what a wonderful prospect to look upon thy face and in the presence of these whom we've loved and maybe lost for a while to sing thy glory and praise thy name world without end. And his servants shall serve him. Oh, what a beautiful assignment. And his servants shall serve him. There will be no end to our dedication.
in the day, in the night, in the fall time, in the spring time, forever and ever, we shall be in the employ of our dear Lord, running his errands. Now you may think that I have lost my mind when I tell you this. But this is a persuasion on my part. I think that when God says we shall serve him, we're in his employ. I think we're going to have a new creation. I saw a new heaven, the firmament, and a new earth. Because that old fallen first heaven and the old fallen first earth were passed away. God recreating this whole vast fallen universe. And there'll be no more dead planets. And there'll be no more deserts and dead seas. But the whole creation of God will come to life. And according to the parables of our Lord, we're going to be assigned the government of this whole vast infinitude of God's handiwork. As he said to one of his servants, you've been faithful, you be ruler over ten cities. You have been faithful, you be ruler over five cities. You have been faithful, you be ruler over two cities. We'll be the governors of the entire recreated universe. And sometimes I facetiously say in the pulpit, I want God to give me a planet somewhere out there in that vast sidereal sphere. And I want a pulpit, and I want to stand and preach and never have to watch a clock. Just preach forever and ever and ever. Ever and ever and ever. Just praising the Lord. Praising the Lord. And we shall see his face. The climax of it all. We're going to see Jesus. And we'll be together in his divine presence. World without end in an eternity. That will be heaven in itself. Jesus is there. And you will be there. And we shall be there. It's like this. I heard of the testimony of an old, old pilgrim. An old Christian warrior of the faith. And as the old man stood up, this is what he said. When I was a little boy, my little brother died. He said, I thought of heaven before as a place with golden streets and pearly gates and spires and domes and white tenuous angels and a vast multitude whom I didn't know and had never seen. But when my little brother died, I thought of heaven, a vast, beautiful city, 
Golden streets, pearly gates, tenuous white angels, a great multitude, and one little face that I knew. One little face. Then the old man continued his testimony, and he said, as the years passed, my mother died, my father died. Finally, my mother, finally, my wife died, and I have outlived all of my children. And the old man concluded, no longer do I think of heaven in terms of golden streets, or pearly gates, or spires and domes, or tenuous white angels. I think of heaven now as where my little brother is, and where my mother and father are, and where my sweet wife is waiting, and where my children will make the family complete. And I am looking forward to that triumphant day when I join their heavenly number. That is heaven enough. If we can just be together and serve our Lord and sing His praises world without end, that will be heaven enough for me.